everyone, and welcome to Zing This. Read this edition when we will be discussing the Umbrella Academy. Yay. This is. I just want to point out that Ellie is the one that spearheaded <laughs> this one. Yes. So, so um, you you got me, Zinger, and I'm Ellie, and we have a very special guest joining us who insisted on being a part of the Umbrella Academy discussion. Hi, I'm Phil Rude. I'm a uh, I'm a cartoonist, and I'm a podcast host with Blazing Caribou Studios, and I love the Umbrella Academy. Sweet. So I guess let's give kind of a background on who wrote this because I yeah I, I think that that's interesting on my end. I for... have I have to admit that's what drew me to it. I was like, really? Huh? Let's try this. So it it made me first read it. Anyone is familiar with the well? I think they've they've disbanded, but My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Gerard Way. Yep. The lead singer is the one who authored and kind of came up with... Creator and writer. Yeah, yeah, writer and creator of the Umbrella Academy, which is just interesting because he's not the only band, person in a band to come up with it. But this one, I think, is just interesting because it did reach out, reach to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I've actually met Gerard Way once. Nice. How did you meet him? Cool. Um, I actually, long story short, I'm going to shorten it down real quick. Warp Tour... Okay. Um, got backstage passes because of a horrible snafu with one of the people with me's tickets. Was standing around backstage walking around because they gave out free waters. Okay. So it was really beneficial. And I was wearing some Adidas Samba shoes. And noticed the guy sitting there wearing the same shoes in a bulletproof vest. So I sat there and talked to him for one or two minutes about shoes. <laughs> and then some <laughs> chicks ran up, took a picture with him. And as we were walking off... The person with me went, you do realize you're just talking to Gerard Way about shoes. And I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. That is awesome. That is so. cool. And by the way, the bulletproof vest was for part of their act. It was not, he was not wearing <laughs> not it as protection. He was not shot, yes. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make that that clear real quick. <laughs> but yeah, so. That did so, stand out a little bit as part of the story to me. I was yeah. just like, that seems like really <laughs> odd concert wear, but you know. Who wants to give us kind of a brief overview of what the Umbrella Academy is and the concept behind it? Well, why, why don't we let our special guest do that? Phil, would you want to do that for us? Uh, uh, sure. I'll give the rundown. The, the rundown is basically a... Uh, 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 I don't know what you would call them, sort of this eccentric inventor sort of mentors, adopts and mentors these uh, these gifted children. And um, 43 of them. And they, <laughs> uh, there's 33, he adopts uh, seven? He, yes, he adopts seven. Mm-hmm. There's 33 of them born at one instant, and he adopts seven of them. Uh, and... They uh, have adventures as children, and then they disband, and then they come back together uh, upon upon the mentor's death. Uh, the, the monocle is the mentor. Right. And um, upon his death, they sort of reunite for the funeral, and that's when uh, all of their old enemies sort of come out of hiding and, and start to bring about the end of the world, and they have to put aside all their personal differences to uh, try to prevent that. <laughs> Which there are a lot. <laughs> there are quite a few. This is a giant dysfunctional family. Right. Uh, in the Umbrella Academy. Yes, definitely. Um, 
and I I love the the seven. Um, they're so unique. They're and they they have <laughs> such quirky. It's such a quirky, uh, steampunky punky kind of book, and I I just I love. It's so different, and it's you know it's not a copycat of your typical superheroes. So that's why I was really drawn into it. Uh, just real quick, I mean, I, I know we're not going to try to go beat by beat, but right. I'm, I'm kind of flipping through it right now. And did anyone else read the beginning, like, I guess, narrator in like a, I mean, in a, like, oh, old timey. Oh, Are you going to do a voice? I'm sorry. To me, <laughs> oh. it to me it, it sounded like, hold on. <clears throat> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Using methods undisclosed, he sought to track down and adopt as many of the children as he could. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That I don't know. It's just that that fast talking, you know, news. Well, I didn't newscast. read it that way before, but, but I'm sure I will from now on. There you go. It's just that one part. I was just Thank reading you. it, and and it was one of those things. I was reading it in my head in that voice, and every now and then it would just I I just say one of the the lines out loud to myself and just giggle for some. I don't I don't know why. It's just that the 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 opening is narrated. And just the whole time I was reading it like a newscaster in my in, in my head, so I don't know. I, I was like, is, "Is that anyone else?" It just it just felt right for the for the theme of the comic too. So that's so right. that's the other thing is I, I felt like it felt perfectly right. It is very a steampunk aesthetic, which comes out I think more as it goes on, but also it uh, the artwork and stuff for My Chemical Romance and a lot of the way that they dress and the way that they presented themselves also is, I feel, very represented in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, their musical style and everything, like, this is one of those things to where if you told me you could read this and play one of their albums at the same time, sort of, um, oh, what's it, Dark Side of the Moon to wizard of oz sort of wizard thing of and, they, and, yeah. and they match up i would believe it wholeheartedly yeah because it seems like like it, it would match up so that's just something i just wanted to say as a fan of their music back in the day right this was really cool to read because i could just imagine you know some of their songs going mm-hmm. over along in the background of what i was reading well and and i, I kind of wanted to skip back to the beginning again really quick mm-hmm. it sets up so weird so um it's it's actually forty three amazing children is how they listed in the book. But forty three um, amazing children. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they're like, there's a worldwide event. There's a worldwide event. I can't continue if you're gonna. <laughs> I can't continue if you're gonna keep doing that. <laughs> well, but it's so weird because they're like, there's forty three amazing children born to women that previously had no signs of pregnancy. It's just so. Okay, so, and they don't really go into any more detail. They're like, this is how they were born, and have a nice day. Like, I, I just thought that was weird. And then when they're talking to, like you had mentioned, the monocle, um, he was trying to collect as many as he could, and he ends up getting his hands on seven. And when all the newscasters and everything ask him why. Why were you doing this, monocle? Exactly. <laughs> he says, basically, to save the world. And they're like, from what? And then he doesn't answer them. So it was just kind of cool Hold the on. way it Hold was. On. Oh, are you going to bring up more? No, no, no. Keep, okay. keep, keep going. I, I need. To oh no, I, <laughs> I'm done on that part. <laughs> no, I was just saying it was just. It really drew me in because it just was so kooky. The I think way it my started. entire contribution to this episode <laughs> is going to be me doing impressions. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh. So, um, 
I thought too that we we should kind of um, it, here you'll have a chance to do your voice again. Well, I actually found the the quote he says for. Okay, so go for, ahead. For um. So for here, I'll be I'll be the reporter. All right, you oh. ready? All right. Okay. Okay. So um. Oh, well, they, they wouldn't have called him uh, the monocle. So, Reginald Hargreaves, um, why, why are you collecting all these children? Well, 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 well save the world, of course. Of course. Save the world. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Does, does all, that... all the voices that I've read this book in so many times have <laughs> yeah. all been elbowed out of my head now. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman is replaced with old-timey <laughs> newscaster. <laughs> This is how we review comic books. <laughs> well, my, well, well, my dear boy, this is how you're supposed to read these books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny books. <laughs> uh, uh, Ellie, I just want to—I want to go back. I mean, you talk about the beginning, the intro to the to this uh, to this comic. I mean, the very first page is a splash page of a gigantic pro wrestler <laughs> doing an elbow drop yes. on a. On a, on a squid so i mean <laughs> right from the very beginning you're going what the hell is this book i'm reading and, yes. and then everything after that is sort of a a every panel is almost disconnected from the one before so it really keeps you off balance oh yeah and, and sort of the mystery is there from the very beginning it's it's i think one of the things i'm the same way i think that's part of what drew me into going yeah, I gotta, I gotta take this home and figure out what's going on. Yeah, I have know. to see where this is gonna go. And I actually, um, originally, when it first came out, I actually collected each of the single issues. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I was, I was one of those people where I, I didn't have the luxury of being able to just rail through it in a in a paperback trade form. I, I actually had to wait until the next issue came out. So it was very torturous for me. <laughs> Well, another thing that's kind of to to go with the theme of nothing is really explained, right? Per se, they're explaining how you know Reginald is a world-renowned inventor, inventor, gold yes. medalist, Nobel mm -hmm. Prize winner, space alien um, <laughs> enthusiast. It, it it just it's what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's this. I'm sorry. Did you just say space alien and? Well, Moving along. And now, now, so if we want to dive into um, just an overview of like their very first villain that these yes, children yeah, fight. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that villain <laughs> so, real quick. So if we're <laughs> gonna talk about weird um, wrestlers squishing tentacle people and, and all that stuff, let's talk about the first villain that these children face. Um, it's a, a deadly Eiffel Tower. And it's piloted by a zombie robot, Gustav Eiffel. Isn't he like the architect of it too? I would imagine that's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because one kid can, one of them can like contact the dead or yes. or spirits, and he's like, I can't because he's the seance. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, one once again, I'm reading this, going, did, did I miss a page? Right. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that. With I'm, this I'm I'm interested, so I keep turning. Right. 
And I just, I just thought that was funny, and and um, we can talk more about the villain and and in more detail if you want. But like after they defeat him and everything's good, they're like, okay, let's go get some ice cream. That's and... the best. That is the best <laughs> panel. I swear, <laughs> it's they get the key to the city. Yes. And ice cream. It's so, it's so funny. Well, what more could I? Uh, are they about ten at the time? I think, or were they? I can't remember how old they were at that they're, time. They're they're definitely young. Yeah, they're uh, they're kids. Yeah, ten. Oh, yeah, yeah ten, ten years later is yeah. what it says. Yeah, so <laughs> and and it gives out arbitrary times too every yeah. now and then. Well, it does go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know late, later on it's yeah. a little bit more important, but mm-hmm. in the beginning it's kind of like why are they giving out times? But yeah, and then from there it just jumps to. T- 20 years later on the moon well because they kind of oh uh, sorry uh, sorry i know that's not the narrator saying it but oh. um well yeah it's it's just because they <clears throat> they have all these adventures together and then they eventually disband 20 years later yeah the moon so why did they come back 20 years later well i think it's interesting that you come back to a gorilla man mm-hmm. which right. i'm like okay what what once again I still don't have any questions answered, but I'm getting more, and I want to keep reading. So I, it's you. That is number one, who now goes by Space Boy. Correct. And yeah, I just the, the, and the that's other, Luther. That's Luther Hargraves. The other thing I got from this is, and once again, maybe I'm just totally rewriting how people imagine this with the voices you read them with and everything. But did anyone else get kind of a Johnny Quest esque? Oh, with Space uh, yeah. Boy? Absolutely. Well, 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 that that oh. during the intervening time that there was this whole Johnny Quest like adventure thing that happened mm-hmm. that we just weren't privy to during this time. Right. I mean, I that's get a, I get a X Men vibe from this. I uh, do from, from the kids en- from this entire book. Uh, but uh, Johnny Quest, that's a really interesting parallel because, uh, yeah, I always felt like Johnny's dad was. You know, not really interested in Johnny very much. Right. <laughs> and sort of, uh, I think that's that's really what's interesting about um, to take it back to this prologue, the Eiffel Tower scene is mm-hmm. that sets up that this is a dysfunctional family oh, like, yes. from the time they're kids. You know, he's he's the father figure who doesn't let them call him dad. He's very distant. He's very much exploiting these children. Uh, and, and then it is uh, super jarring to go 20 years and. Oh, yeah, he has a gorilla body now, and he lives on the moon. And you just know things have gone horribly wrong, but you don't know how. It's it's a really, it's a great storytelling device to keep all that mystery right. uh, wrapped up. So the reader is, again, I just feel off balance reading this <laughs> reading this book the first time. So it's it's really effective that way. Another thing is it then jumps again to where one of the kids can actually manipulate and travel through time yes the boy and number five (laughs) i'm getting a kids next door vibe from this too now no no one remembers kids next door codename kids next door yes the cartoon okay i'm I'm, I'm, like the tree houses yeah yeah okay cool i'm just making sure i wasn't going insane (laughs) and everyone's gonna be like what are you talking about no it took me a minute i'm a little bit older than you so uh no i i just it's just with 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 the numbering and everything but they also go by their code names too correct but they definitely don't well space boy doesn't like going by 
any other name but Space Boy. Because mm-hmm. he mentions there's a robot that he's going to reprogram him when he gets back, which I was like, that's odd. And, and we don't want to forget to mention that it's not, his head wasn't transplanted onto any gorilla. It was a Martian gorilla. Once again, <laughs> so, more questions so than answers. So just make sure that everybody understands that when he's in the he's up on the moon, his body is fine without a spacesuit. It actually can withhold. Well, he still needs something on his head. But yes, but his head still needs to be protected by a helmet. So yes. No, no offense to Gerard Way or anything <laughs> with the, with the writing of this. I I feel like there is there is um. I don't want to say there was a wall full of like little snippets of stuff and string to each of them. So I'm going to say there was a whiteboard with just like, mm, uh, yes. you know, I, you know, you know, in school when you had to write the idea bubble and then yes. you had to put the little things coming off of it. Is that what you think he was doing? He just wrote down just different things, just gorillas from space and then circled it and then went. And then just he, he, he just seems to have been going everywhere, which is fine because it, 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 it creates intrigue into the comic. Right. But at the same time, you're sitting there the whole time going, what is going on? Well, I feel like, you know how, like, somebody's doing something, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, oh, I'm reading this section, this and that. Squirrel! And then you go do <laughs> something else. Like, that's what I feel and like. And then you're like, what, what, what was I writing? <laughs> Space gorilla? Yeah, that, that, that's, I think there that's were darts I'm... involved in this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... <laughs> what, do giant... we got? what do we got? Uh, gorilla... Helmet moon. Okay, all right, I can work with this. And then he just went and uh, sat down and pounded it out on the typewriter. Well, well do we want to dive into uh, some more of the? Yeah, characters? yeah. I was, I was about to say. Let, yeah. Let's talk about because Phil pointed out, you know, the X Men vibe from this. Yeah. Uh huh. So I guess we've only kind of explained vaguely two of the kids' power, three of them. So let's kind of discuss the other ones. Well, we did Space Boy. Mm-hmm. The which the, what's his power? Well, I mean, he's super strength. He's strong, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's the leader. Yeah, he's the Red Ranger. He's Leonardo. <laughs> oh, we're just gonna keep making stuff. Phil, come on, your turn. He's, uh, he is Scott Summers. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh wow, that was in tune and everything. I know. Good job. <laughs> you guys have been together for a while. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> same key. Uh, so long. Okay. Well, the Kraken. Somebody want to stab at the Kraken? This is Diego, number two. Uh, I would say the Kraken is, I'm sticking with the X-Men vibe. He's uh, the Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, more I can of the loose cannon kind of uh, mercenary kind of killer. He's the Raphael. <laughs> Come on, Allie. We started this oh, game. No. I know. What ranger is he? Uh, I don't know which color ranger are we going with with this one. The green ranger? Okay. But before it turns white, yeah. <laughs> just the green ranger. Maybe not the leader. T- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But, but before it becomes the leader, when he's that, like, <laughs> rebel without a cause. <laughs> well, I think it's neat that he can hold his breath indefinitely. Crack, hence the crack. Right, exactly. I think it's cool, though. Like, I don't know where that's going to come in handy i guess if you're stuck i mean you can sit under water for yeah ample amount of time if you want to hide from people i guess it's good and then we also i just want to mention real quick we also have the the, the boy yes that's the, one the who time can, travel who can time travel mm-hmm. 
and he doesn't Marty age. McFly. The poor thing. Marty he, McFly. Yes. No, no, no one's got any other time travelers. Um, Doctor Who. Ah. Yeah. Oh, good one. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Bruce Willis from Looper. Or Bruce Willis from <laughs> nice. Twelve Monkeys. Oh. Or Bruce Willis from The Kid. I was oh, going to from BBM. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been listening to Broke Someone's Bob Mountain. Been watching our Twitter feed. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I and I feel bad for him because he's he's aged. Like he was stuck in time for fifty years, and this poor guy finally figures out how to come back, and he's in a ten-year-old body, yeah, and he's stuck that way. <laughs> He's, he's kind of the most interesting kid in here. He has he has the weirdest arc and the weirdest story fragments. I think I think he's super interesting because we don't get his full story right in well, in this uh, volume. Well, I feel that that's I mean something you kind of got to do with a character who can travel through time and do what he does because if it's fully explained, I mean we. T- Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get into a time discussion. Oh no, not today. No, I, I uh. can't. Um, <laughs> Okay, just just quick with the laws. Uh, I I guess it's one of those things. The future is is malleable to a certain extent. So I mean, what he could live, what he could have lived through, could be different and can be changed mm-hmm. per se. But I like, like I said, I'm not going to get into a huge time travel discussion today. Another day. Well, and and he also learns how to do micro jumps. Yeah. Um. So. That is that is cool. But that would be a weird power to kind of learn how to use. Yeah. Like, how would you you use it? I mean, is it something that you... Would you even recognize you're using it, to be honest? Unless you jumped, like, really far? I... I, I guess? I, I mean, if, if let's say I... It's... Okay, this, this will be coming out on Saturday. So, let's say on Saturday, it's next Tuesday instead. If I don't check the date, how do I know? I'm just saying it's it's just I lose track of days all the time. I might have this power yes. and not oh, even know it. You micro jump as well. <laughs> <laughs> what did I come into this room for? Where am Why I? am I here? What day is it? Who are you Why people? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of point that out that the, the time travel and manipulating time is always a weird power to have. Yeah. So I, it's just one of those questions I've had. I'm like, how do you know you're doing it, or something you may not even know you're doing? Like he might not have for 50 years. Right. But anyways, moving on to some other characters. Okay. Um, let's talk about Seance. Okay. Well, he is your typical teenage hot topic kid. So the rest of them are not. <laughs> well, but he's really bad. Okay. He's the yes. Seance is kind of like my 17-year-old son. Okay. He's uh, a lot of black. Yes. Uh, real moody. Yes. Yeah. And and he um levitation, telekinesis, um, you know, very morbid. He makes a joke about um he he looks like death and he's like, "Oh, that's appropriate." Yeah. You know. <laughs> Because we're here because our dad died. and but yeah, Oh, yeah. His, we, we might not mention first, that. <laughs> uh, his first line as an adult is when he comes back and he says, you know what I love about funerals? Everything I own is black. Yes. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's uh, he's like the goth kid, you know. He's, right. he's kind of weird, and but he's, uh, he's not a super downer. He's kind of a, a smart, smart aleck and, and kind of 
just takes little jabs at everybody around him. I think I think he's kind of a fun character. Yeah. Even he though he's he's set I feel like he sets out to be the downer, but he's more fun than he wants to be. Well, and and you know how we were talking about like when you said the whole like just throw stuff at dartboards and this is what we figured yeah. out. Does anybody remember the little weird thing about Seance that he can only use his powers when when he's not wearing shoes. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's like uh yeah, it's a it's like it's a really random restriction to put on having powers. So, you know, I just I just thought that was so funny. You know, we have this character and he's interesting and, and, and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, by the way, though, he he can't do all that stuff and if, if he has shoes on. If so. he has shoes on? Yes. <laughs> so I thought what that was Crocs? So... What if he's wearing Crocs? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Flip-flops. These are the yeah, questions we... powers. Yeah, these are the questions we need answered. That is true. Um, Another care i mean it's not one of the kids but i just wanted to point out yeah. there is the chimpanzee yeah po- dr pogo the talking pogo. chimpanzee yes. by the way yeah so i just wanted to point out that that's thrown in there as well so you have two characters that are apes sort of mm-hmm. yeah well, i mean ape bodies uh, yeah but yeah I, I sorry i just i just wanted to throw, two, throw that two one out two ape characters and also two short of stature characters because pogo and the boy oh, yeah. uh mm-hmm. kind of pal around together through part of this too good point and then there's the rumor mm-hmm. who is allison and she can alter reality by lying hmm uh scarlet witch doesn't have to lie but yes you're you're not going to try to do a character that, that that can manipulate reality. Oh my gosh! You should have warned me. Nah, this is this is on the spot stuff. I can hear Phil typing. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Boom. I'm going to go with Obi Wan Kenobi. These are not the droids you're looking for. Oh. Why not? That that yeah. that definitely does work. That Man- does work. You manipulate an individual's reality, but she can manipulate. <laughs> everyone's she, reality. She manipulates the actual fabric of reality. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and she has a cybernetic left hand, so that's cool, too. Because reasons? Uh, Dr. Terminal ate it. <laughs> Once again, tons of stuff that just... I. It's one of those things. This He created such an interesting world that you want to know more about. Right. And that's why I think, you know, I'm not saying that, that the story's bad in any way, shape, or form with, without that stuff, but it created this, this, this nice little lived-in universe, which is very unique and something that's very, I guess, it's a very bold move to do it if, if, I mean, if you want my opinion on that. It's a very bold move to sit there and kind of do this assumed history with, with without giving really anything but passing references to why things are the, the way they are. I mean, anyone else... Thing. Well, let me um, let me weigh in on that and remember Star Wars before the prequels came out. You know, you got you got a man who was kept alive by this black suit with mechanical apparatus all over it. You didn't know exactly how he got in there. You got mentions of the Clone Wars. Uh, you got all these kind of you got the endpoints of a history 
of these characters and you didn't know how they got there. And I think it made it more interesting. And I kind of see that the same way here. I, I kind of feel like not knowing all the details, you just know that they had a rough road to get to where they disbanded. And now they're back uh, trying to deal with it all. Uh, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's, it's really random, but for me, it works. Right. I can definitely see that. But then by that logic, is Gerard Way in like 20 years going to go back and make a prequel comic, oh, seri- not. <laughs> comic series where he just ruins everything and doesn't really fill in a lot of the plot hole? I mean, creates more plot holes than fixes? I'm sorry, this, is, this isn't our Star Wars discussion, I'll say. Well, it. I mean, there are other volumes after this. That do give you more insight, but yes. I just I just read this one. I, I know, I'm just, we're not discussing the other ones, Dallas Yet. and other stuff, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there is, there's more stuff, but. I had to stop myself from reading uh, Dallas right after this because I wanted to keep the discussion to this, and I knew I'd lose track of. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. They'll yeah. start running into each other if I, <laughs> if I read them both. Uh, I usually read them back to back when I do it, but, uh, right. yeah. Well, and, and we haven't talked about horror. Horror basically has monsters from other dimensions under his skin. Um, most notably in some of the panels, you see the tentacles where they like come from his belly. Mm-hmm. Why, why, what, are you, what are you doing? Uh, just, 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 just go on and continue explaining him. I'll, I'll say my piece <laughs> when, when you're done. So everybody out there that's listening, he was like throwing his hands up in the air and biting his lip and excited. I don't know what's going on. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> you figured it out. I think I did. Okay. Um, if anybody else can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us right now. <laughs> Let us know. Um, but yeah, so that's such an interesting, I think that's cool. Um, I feel like that would hurt. <laughs> like that has it, to be quite a struggle. It, it seems like it would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You have monsters uh, inside of you. Yeah. That seems <laughs> uh, pretty horrible. He's the one I lose track of all the time because he's not in this very much. Right. Um, so he, uh, I get, you kind of get the sense that he's, his death is what disbanded. The Umbrella Academy? Right, the guilt. Uh, uh, yeah, something, uh, the fallout from whatever happened that killed him. Uh, but I, yeah, he's the one I'm sit. I always end up sitting there counting and I always forget him because <laughs> Where's the he's just a one? statue in front of the mansion. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, on the panels that he's in as a kid, he looks really cool. Yes, yes. Uh, and it, it kind of, um, it it kind of bums me out that he wasn't in this as an adult because I, I it's someone I would want to see uh, further developed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we see we see all of them as children and then we see them down the road carrying all the baggage and it's like what what would someone who was in monster pain all the time <laughs> be like as an adult? You know? Well. My reason I was excited is because since we've been referencing other characters that are the kind of similar to them, since we've talked about the X-Men, why not Maggot? Oh. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you can do one of two things. Either Google Maggot from the X-Men, or go back and listen to our Weird Stuff in Comics episode where Ellie explains the disgusting (laughs) powers behind that character. I did. I remember now. Okay. Yeah, I remembered. Yes, good job. I know, I always find the weird ones. There's one more kid. Yes. 
Who yes. doesn't have any powers. So you think. Dun, dun, dun. She is very gifted musically. Well, that's a power. Yeah. I can't music. And her code name is fantastic. I love it. Well, it's not fantastic. I was about to say, Sorry. that's not her code name. No, it's really cool. <laughs> so white violin. A white violin. Yes. So I, I guess, I mean, we're, we're not trying to go beat by beat with the story. No, we're just going over the here's characters. the problem. Explaining her might be a spoiler thing. Yeah. So I, I, we're going to take a quick poll real quick. Anyone want to explain it or put up a spoiler warning? Or just leave it for the readers. Uh, well, we can. I think we can do it. Um, ba- basically, she is pretty much. She's the most powerful one of all of them. And when she was younger, she was drugged basically to suppress her powers. And something happens. So if we want to do a spoiler, we can say that later. But basically, something happens that unleashes her full potential, and it has to do with music. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else wants to chime in, but she's uh, she's Jean Grey in the Phoenix. Ooh, okay. uh, nice. look at you. She, she's uh, yeah, she she's been brought up to believe that she does not have any power, but the reality is that if she was exploited by the wrong people, uh, it would be dangerous for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well said. So yeah. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to get into it. I may have already given too much away, but no, it's, uh, not, yeah, it's, it's not tough really. to talk about her. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, her specifically yes. uh, is sort of, she's sort of the the hinge point of this whole whole story. So, um, yeah, without giving too much away, that's my analog for her. Uh, like I said, I see the X-Men in this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, As pointed out by our comparisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I feel like they take it like if the X-Men were real, this is a little more realistic. They would be a dysfunctional family. Uh, more dysfunctional. In reality, <laughs> they would be a little more uh, exploited as opposed to just having a kindly old mentor. <laughs> uh, but I don't feel like it. I, I think what I I like about this comic so much is instead of taking the Watchmen track of of saying this is what it would be like realistically and being really dark. This comic still has fun. You yeah. know, yeah. like there's a, there's an element of really having a good time, uh, through all of this. Uh, it, I mean, it's dark and it's, it's just a really good balance of, of fun comic book kind of plots and action and, and sort of a serious, uh, storyline with some stakes to it. Awesome. I think that's a very actually apt description of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to avoid any discussion more about the story or about the characters because I feel we're going to start to get into spoiler territory. Well, yeah. And we want to get, and we want you guys to go out and read this if it is something you're interested in. We don't want to, I guess, Ellie, go, go, go ahead. You're, you're, you're waving. I, I just wanted to say that um, we hope that our kind of, description of the setup and just how awesome the characters are mm-hmm. will intrigue you enough to want to read it and you know want to know what is it that happens because you know most obviously most stories have I mean, a, we've explained that it doesn't explain stuff but it right it, 
it, it does. does yeah <laughs> and and you know most good stories usually there's some event that happens mm-hmm. that has people come together and you know there's an ending so we want you to be able to to experience it on your own and then please let us know what you thought because it's really I, I love talking to people that have read it and see what their opinions are awesome. yeah me too Awesome. Well, definitely tweet at us or email us, and we'll we'll read it on a later episode of the podcast. So definitely let us know. But you want to talk about some of the influences he had behind this, uh, Ellie? Yeah. Um, well, a huge influence for this particular series is um, Grant Morrison and how he did Doom Patrol. I'm not surprised. Yeah. What, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, and then I'm not familiar with this, but maybe one of you two are. Um, I'm going to say the name wrong. I apologize. Pat McGowan or Mc, McGowan um, of Zombie World Champion of the Worm. What? <laughs> I, well, uh, new one to me. Yeah, yeah. So I've never, but that, that apparently was another influence um, besides Doom Patrol with Grant Morrison. Huh. Yeah. Might need to check that out I now know. and see where, see where we got some. See if we can see some, some similarities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's actually, ironically, there's been some recent developments behind yes. this, this, um, I guess, intellectual property more so. The, the Umbrella Academy as a whole recently has kind of been optioned for a possible Netflix show. So, and I mean, when I say recently, I mean some of that information was coming out the day we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty pretty ironic. Well, with, it originally was slated as a movie. Uh, yeah, so a long time yeah. ago, but the yeah. but the Netflix thing is a very recent development. Right. So. What do you got? I mean, this is this is one. I, I okay. I don't know if I, I should have pointed this out earlier. This is a comic that I was not familiar. With. I was familiar with that he wrote a comic, mm-hmm. but I never read it until you chose it as our read this. Right. So you two are a little bit more familiar with this beforehand. So I'll let you guys sort of start with what do you think about the possibility of it becoming something that you are going to be able to watch on the screen and. I don't know if they've specified whether this is supposed to be live action or an animated. So is I, that something? I feel it has to be animated. Has to be animated. Yes, because um, yes, it you know obviously with technology and special effects and blah blah blah, you know it could be either way. But uh, just the way it was drawn, I'd love to see that in motion. Like I, I love the art style tremendously. That's a good point, and I meant I would too. I, I'm sorry. I actually meant to ask you, Phil, about that. About the, I mean, you, 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 you draw on everything. What was your opinion on on the art style? Of this? I, I love the art style. Uh, I think that's what caught my eye and got me to take this off the shelf in the first place. It's very much. I get a big uh, Mike McNeil. Mike, Mi- I always stumble. Mike on his name. Mignola. Mike Mignola. Oh my gosh, you're messing uh, me from up. From Hellboy. Yes. Um, Yes, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> the big blocky shapes, the the kind of simple line, uh, uh, the the high contrast. Um, it's it's just it's a beautifully drawn, cartoony style. Uh, Gabriel Ba, um, if I'm screwing up that accent, Mark, I apologize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his his art is amazing in this in this series. So 
Yeah, if I could see it animated in that style, I'd be all for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a Mignola property called The Amazing Screw-On Head. Oh. It I've heard of a, that. It was a short story uh, that he he wrote and drew the comic for. And sci- I think it was Sci-Fi Network did a pilot, an animated pilot. And it was drawn in a very Mignola kind of style. Uh, it didn't. It didn't pick it up. I have the DVD of the pilot. I watch it uh, at least once a year because <laughs> it's hilarious and awesome. Uh, but to see Mignola's style, which I think is very much uh, Gabriel Ba's style in this book anyway, uh, to see it brought to life is incredible. And it looks really cool. And if if I could see this aesthetic carried over and put in motion, I would be all for that. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, uh, it's not that they couldn't do it live action, but I think it would be best done as an animated series. I would absolutely love that. What do you think, Zinger? Would you like it to follow the storyline in the comics or have its own sort of thing or possibly filling gaps? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking if, if you would like it as a fateful interpretation. Well, there's so much that they don't give you because of those big, like, they basically say... So, so you'd like a fill-in-the-gap, be possibly. It would be cool to start, like, they have to start it, I think, like, from mm-hmm. the beginning. But then they could, you know, have a lot more material if they did some of the fill-in stuff. Um, I don't think it has to necessarily stick true to the original, no. I'd like it to hit the high points, you know. I think I think it has to. I think it has to follow the high points of like, uh, oh, they were child heroes, and you know, Hargreaves died, and they reunited, right? And they have to get the characters right. Uh, but after that, you know, I think I think jumping from one medium to another gives you some leeway on on what you want to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked about on uh, Brokebot Mountain. We talked about American Gods. We just watched that, and that's a big departure from the book. But it's still hitting most of the high points that it needs to hit, and it's nailing most of the characters. So we give it some wiggle room. You know, it's we're not we're not s- sitting there with a book hovering over them, going, "Oh, oh, this isn't the way it is in the book." You guys, you guys strayed too much. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> You don't need to be a book Nazi about it, and you can just sort of enjoy a different interpretation of it. Awesome. I, I'm definitely in agreement with both of you on that. I'm just excited that it is Netflix picked up. No offense to any other networks or anything, but Netflix seems to do a really good job. Plus, another benefit is everything comes out at once. So you could technically marathon the entire right. first That's season true. or first series right off the bat. So I, 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 I just love that, that they do that, and I think that that might possibly be a future for mediums is to do it like that to where you can kind of watch everything in one go. I, I actually personally kind of prefer that for some shows, mm-hmm. especially serialized ones where it's, it's a lot easier to follow it than to have to watch one week to the next week to the next right. week to where you might right. miss something here and there or forget about something. I, I'm going to say, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with this beforehand, as I pointed out earlier, but this would definitely be a recommend for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure your guys' opinion is going to be the same. It's something, something I've, I feel the best description of it would be, it's something similar, but yet different enough that it's worth, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, um, 
like I said, I, I, I can't recommend enough just how beautifully chaotic this, this series is. And I, I've read it so many times that I, I still seem to pick out little, little teeny things that I missed the last time I read it. So it's, it's, it's always new for me. I love it. Awesome. Uh, Phil, do you have any last? Uh, beautifully chaotic is a great description of this. Like, <laughs> it you. really is like, there's a lot going on in here. Um, yeah, I, I totally recommend this. And uh, if there's one benefit, I don't get too hung up and too psyched about uh, comic book adaptations, but I think the big benefit of this is it would turn more people onto this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that you guys do this every month and you you champion comics like this and like Copperhead and, and some smaller books that need more attention. So... Um, yeah, this is one of these that I, I'm, I'm glad you guys are spotlighting. I'm glad Netflix has given it some attention. I'd like to see more people pick this up. If I know people who are getting into reading graphic novels and comics for the first time, they don't want superhero stuff, this is one of those books that I always point them towards. Yeah. I say, go check out Umbrella Academy. It's really fun. It's adventure. It's uh, insane. You know, but it's right. it's just really cool. You know, it's written by a rock star, and it's not a <laughs> how cool not, is what can be cooler than a, that? <laughs> right, it's not a rock star cashing in on his name. This guy had a story to tell, yeah. and it's <laughs> it's really well told. So you know, you can't really you can't bash him and go, oh, he's just a rock star doing a pet project because he's a rock star. But, but no, he really he really nails it, and this is one of my favorite uh, comics. I totally recommend this. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us today discussing Umbrella Academy. Um, Thank you once again for being a part of this. Oh, thank you. And if you would like to plug, you know, where people can find you on the internet and everything, and then we'll do our little wrap up. Uh, Yeah. My my hub is philrood.com, P-H-I-L-R-O-O-D.com, and that's my blog, I put my new drawings up there. I have links to my store, uh, links to my social media. I'm at Phil Rude on Twitter, at Phil Rude 75 on Instagram. And I host two shows with Blazing Caribou Studios. Uh, your former guest, Carrie Sims, is mm-hmm. on both of them. <laughs> we do a show called Brokebot Mountain with David Luzader, where we talk about science fiction. A lot of it's art. Uh, about AI and robots. Uh, lately, we've been on a time travel kick. Uh, we're we're kind of all over the map, but we we like to just give an overview of, of sci-fi in general. It started out as a Westworld podcast, and uh, it kind of spun out from there. And the other one we do is called Sketching Comedy. We do it Wednesday nights on YouTube Live, and we highlight either a artist or a comedian and we talk about them and kind of give a rundown of their careers and while we do that Imran Javed and I uh, will we're both on screen drawing as we talk and at the end of the show we each have a we each have a drawing that goes out to our patreon and it's just a it's just a really fun I almost don't think of it as as a show. I think of it as like hanging out with my friends and talking while I draw on Wednesday night. So uh, 
that's really cool. We recently were talking about David Peterson from Mouse Guard. Oh, yeah. And oh. he saw that we were talking about him, and he came into the chat room, and we brought him on the show, and he talked to us for like an hour. That is so That is really awesome. cool. That about, is so it was, awesome. It was incredible. He was a super, super nice guy, super cool guy to, to talk to about cartooning and how he broke in and his career. Just really great show, and that kind of fun stuff is is just mind-blowing when when it just you know we're just hanging out and we end up talking not about the guy we end up talking to the guy so uh that's that's sketching comedy and uh you can get both of those through blazingcariboustudios.com awesome all right ella you ready yeah all right what are some of the best ways to find us if you if you need to find us on the internet uh soundcloud you can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Tuned In. You can also go to iTunes. And what do you do if you listen to us on iTunes? Uh, give us a five-star review. Yes, sirree. And you can also go to Facebook.com and search Zing This. And join, a, and join our little fan page there. You can yes. also tweet at us on Twitter. At Zing This. If you want to check out some stuff on Instagram, it is at Zing This Podcast. If you want to watch us play some games and give... Our first impressions of Twitch, any movie, Twitch. any movies we saw, because that's kind of our new thing now. Yes, we we watch a movie in the theater and then we come home and play video games and tell you about it. <laughs> With our first impressions, now of course we'll yes. do a full podcast about it later, but uh-huh. yeah. Um, and you'll go to at zing um at, excuse me at twitch.tv slash zing this if you want to help support the podcast, which we do have some new supporters, but that will Yay. be on Monday show. We will discuss that. Yeah, it is patreon.com slash. Zing this. You want to find us on YouTube, it's just search Zing this. And make sure to subscribe. If we get to 100 subscribers, then it will be YouTube.com slash Zing this. So that we, will help us. Yeah, and we really need to stop being lazy. I'll get to them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, and, I'm sorry. And finally, email if you want to email us directly. Zing this at gmail.com. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Check him out. Yes. And finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. Oh, and real quick, before we're actually gone, gone, um, another hint at what our episode, our, what our watch this will be this month. Uh, you should definitely bring a towel when you listen. Don't forget to bring a towel.